It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, all you cats and kittens. Adam Ray here. Welcome back to the About Last Night podcast. I'm coming to you live from the mighty tripod studio in seattle washington my boy david hogan runs the studio all your headshot audition tape acting class needs we'll put up the ig right there hit them up check them out uh they're the best in the biz um today's episode's a banger we got the one and only wayne brady uh you heard of him whose line is it anyway let's make a deal american gigolo Chappelle show uh the wayne brady show the guy's a g um almost two hours of just non-stop uh, giggle fest. We did bits. We got deep. Um, the guy is a, a true master of the craft, and um, man, some great Robin Williams stories. Uh, we just clicked, and uh, I think we're gonna be jamming on some stuff in the future. Enjoy the fuck out of this episode. We'll put up uh, Wayne's IG right there, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Um, make sure you can get up to date on all the clips and episodes. Um, we got so many bangers uh, coming up in the next few weeks, and you guys gotta stay up to date and get all the goodies as they come. Tour dates. Um, wow. We got some bangers coming through. And I just said bangers like three or four times like I'm fucking not uh, the head of a meth lab in Rancho Cucamonga. Bang, bang. Yep, that was David. Uh, so um, San Francisco Punchline, March 1st to the 4th. You guys know where that is. San Francisco, California. Tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. That's the Punchline, March 1st to the 4th. Uh, Oxnard Levity Live, March 9th through the 11th. And then Fort Worth Hyenas in Fort Worth, Texas, March uh, 31st and April 1st. And then hitting the road with the Impractical Jokers, Portland, Seattle in April uh, and in May now. Uh, and Atlanta, uh, 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 San Diego, uh, Dallas, West Palm, a lot of, all the dates and cities, adamraycommy.com. Get your tickets and merch uh, info there. Of course, Young Rock. Uh, NBC's on Fridays, just had the season finale last week, so go back and watch all those episodes on Peacock so we can get a fourth season. Welcome to Chippendales on Hulu. And that's it. So enjoy the episode with Wayne Brady. Bye. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Because I love love the podcast, and Thanks, I was just brother. talking to my partner, John, Jonathan. You met Jonathan yes. when he came out. Oh yeah, so Magnum, so, right? Yeah. A so beast. for the longest time, I've been starting uh, talking about starting a podcast, but but I think a bit of it, I, I was resistant because I, I know there's the joke about everybody's got a podcast. I was like, well, I'm not gonna, but I really do want to do one, and yes. I have a very specific take on 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 music and comedy. So finally, we were just talking. I was like, fuck it, we are gonna do it. We own all these cameras. We shoot shit all the time. I, I want to do a podcast. You got to. You also have a such a deep catalog of experiences and people to pull from i mean look at us just pre-show talking about all people from all different walks of life that you 
And also, you're fucking Wayne Brady, dude. Who's not going to want to do your podcast? You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, when I call you to come and do it, then oh, that, that, that energy, good. Can I be honest? Like, the, uh, you know, I was just telling um, uh, Mo before we started, I go, the, one of my biggest regrets that will always be, you know, my when I first moved to L.A., the first TV taping I ever went to was Whose Line? And there's a picture. I couldn't what? find the picture, but they sat me and my girl at the time behind Drew. So we are the people. I've got blonde tips, a fucking goatee. I looked like AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. Who didn't? <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, except for me, because <laughs> no, anybody. Yeah. So, so we're sitting back there, and you guys just murdered. And it was my favorite show. So I'm going to a taping of my favorite show, and it was my first week in LA before I uh, started um, school at SC. And so then cut to CW Mad TV. Uh, our mutual buddy Chris Ahern hooks us up to uh, come to Let's Make a Deal to have you on the pod. And you extend the invite to go, bro, whose line's on CW, Mad TV CW, uh, next season, come on through. I can't even tell you, I was bragging about that probably too much to where I cursed it. To where it was like, someone in the comedy gods was like, Mad TV ain't gonna go more than a half a season, bitch. So that didn't work out. And I'm to this day, I'm like, oh man, to not get to play with you and the rest of the crew on Whose Line will always haunt me see but but well that's our loss as a collective <laughs> cast because sure, sure, I, sure. I truly would still love to have you oh, do that we we just shot our last whose line of all time uh, supposedly you know nothing nothing know. ever dies like you never know but but in this incarnation it's done but that's okay because in my mind i'm working on some something right now which is the next version of whose line or or, or more specifically my take on improv mm. and the shit that I love doing so it's like I, my whole aim is to be the RuPaul Charles <laughs> of improv and sketch comedy wow because I I think that I have a depth and breadth of it and and no one else has said they want to claim that Im, improv piece so yeah. I so I want to claim that and I'm building something wow where that would be the show Wow. So when that happens, just know that you are one of the first people oh, man. that I'll be calling. Diversity, man. White Jew, circumcised. Like, I'm checking all the boxes. Come on. There, there's a Venn di diagram where we're black and Jewish, <laughs> where we overlap. We do. Boom. <laughs> there it is. Let me ask you something, Wayne. Is there, do you ever get, you know the way people probably meet a comedian or actor or musician out and they're like, hey, do this line for me or do this, you know, like um, if there's a catchphrase or something, do people stop you in the airport or anywhere and try to, because you're just known for being such an improv master, like to like, yeah. hey, will you, hey, let me, let me do a scene with you real quick. I mean, that's probably too crazy, but like. <laughs> that actually, if someone actually said, let me do a scene with you, <laughs> I would actually that. give, I'd go, oh. You know what? Maybe you actually have some chops <laughs> right, to do that. Right. Um, I think that the cool thing is I've been around for so long, which knock on wood, that's the blessing, man. Like when you move move out here and you're like, Oh, I wanna do something or make it what what does that look like? Yeah. I I moved out here in ninety five and um started working at Universal, which we'll get to. Yes. Here uh, we go. Started, started working Universal here at the top in ninety six. So I've been here a little less than 30 years. I got on Whose Line, the British version, in 98. So in the big scheme of things, I was out here a relatively short time. Yeah. There are folks that have been out here a long time. So so thinking, if I've been on TV since 98 and it's 2023 now, that's a long time in TV time. Yeah. So I've gone through, I've been around long enough so that I have various things that people will come up and I've been through the phases. Like I've been through the phase where you're 
uh, up and coming and you're and you're on your nascent journey and folks go hey 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 that's the guy um do the thing out of to hey wayne brady sing a song <laughs> like that's the one at first i was like what do you mean is that make something up right now well first let me put my dick away i'm trying to pee and why are you in my house so, but 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 then that and then and then uh that that was that for a while and then the infamous uh, Chappelle thing. Yes. Then it was everybody and their mama for a block of five, six years. Hey Wayne, does Wayne? And then never getting it right. Hey Wayne, does Wayne Brady have to kill kill a hoe? It's like well, that's far more violent than than choke a bitch. Well, no I context, man. There's no context. Yeah. Dude, yeah to then, <laughs> does Wayne Brady like to get choked when he gets his ass eaten? Nah, like, dude, dude, no. Dude, I mean, yes, yes, but yes, no. But dude, you're putting me in a weird position. Right. I don't want folks in yeah. my business. Yeah. By the way, yeah, and I will take fries with that. Sorry. Hey guys. Yeah. <laughs> mom. Make, yeah. Mom. Sorry. <laughs> And then once let's make a deal started, yeah. then, and that's the arc that still happens today, no matter the other things that I do, someone, there's always a person who, my name is either, hey, Wayne Brady. It's not, it's not, oh, hi, Wayne. Is it Wayne Brady. And then after the Wayne Brady, Wayne Brady, let's make a deal. Hey, Wayne Brady, make a deal. <laughs> or sometimes you just Wayne skip, <laughs> skip my name altogether and folks will think it's cool. And I have to admit, you know, I'm human. Yeah. There were some days I think I'm a generally affable dude, but yeah. there were some days, bro, may, 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 maybe you just had, had a bad day, and someone coming up to you and going, "Make a deal." <laughs> you know what? Maybe I don't want to answer to that today. Maybe no. I'm not going to answer to that. So then on social media, Wayne Brady's an asshole. He he did not respond to me slapping in a. I, mean, I his slapped arm. his wrist on the part of the wrist that shouldn't hurt, but he acted like. Nerve center, <laughs> yeah. like he got a nerve cluster there. It's like just let me be. So you, yes, oh. there there have been various versions, but the long answer to it is, that's awesome. Totally. Most people don't get one thing. Totally. Most people don't get two or three. But I have a handful, or or a lot of foreign people now from mm. from other countries because of what because everything of, because of whose line or um or uh, sitcom wise yeah. how, how I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Hey, hello, Barney Stinson's brother. <laughs> James, or gay black brother, which depending on the neighborhood you're in, just saying gay black brother, and then R.E., I want to be the RuPaul of improv. Oh, my you God. You know, so so it's just cool to to be known. Well, it's in a testament. I mean, look, dude, nobody has a career or continues to stay as in the zeitgeist if you don't have the goods to back it up and are like a pleasant uh, person to work with, with uh, which like, I remember when Chris was telling me when you guys first started jamming on Let's Make a Deal and I was like, and I just was like, dude, I fucking, Wayne Brady's the shit to me, like please tell me. He's like, no, he's the best. He just couldn't uh -huh. say enough good things and I go, so then of course you're going to continue to get all these opportunities. You don't get your own talk show if you're a piece of shit, I think, right? I mean, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. You're so... I hope that that's the thing, but I also sit sit back, and this is the part of you know where you've you've been out here a long time too too, and you try to not be jaded about the world and everything. Yeah. I see people on the come up all the time, yeah, and who succeed, and I go, that's great that you have your own plane. You are a piece of shit, Oof. but you've got to live with yourself. At, at the end end of the day, sadly, this business does sometimes reward those, yeah. But I, but I am a believer in the long game of life. Totally. And at some point, karma doesn't have an expiration date. At some point, it happens to totally. you. Totally. Yeah. Um, 
okay, so you said Orlando Universal before LA. Yeah. So when you moved here, you were basically just getting what transferred from the Orlando Universal to LA. No, I, I wish they had had a transfer. The one ace in the hole that I had was I was like Hamilton. I was young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'd left. Or Orlando, I did a bunch of the shows shows there, and the one show that I knew was an overlap was the Beetlejuice Rock and Roll show. Mm. It's like, you've got to get me an audition. So the gentleman that was in charge of entertainment there at that time, God bless his soul, a guy named Adrian LaPeltier, I think, made a phone call for, mm. for me to say, hey, you you should audition this young man that's coming to, to audition. I was 23, um, and uh, I, I auditioned for, for them, and I guess I... Did some something right because I I got the gig, but but as you know from doing those theme park shows, you you don't come into a full time slot. Mm-mm. So I was also coming in with the I need to be on a team. Yes, the, the blue team, white team, the red the red team. You have the two full time teams. Right. You have the uh, the off team, and then you have alt. So it's like I'm I'm too broke to be an alt, so I'm gunning for this full full time slot. Wow, and and I got it. Luckily, uh, seasonally, and so between doing uh, Dracula, Wolfman, oh I, I also did a show they had called the Boom Operators, where we were the uh, the percussionist and break dancers. Um, I sang doo-wop with a group called Dub- Double Date there. Yep. Um, I also trained for the Wild West show. I never went went in. I became the park swing. In fact, I worked so many shows there at the park, and I took advantage of it because, like, if you're going to pay me, yeah. To be here at the park and make great money, like at a certain point, you know, totally. the entertainment department was making what you can make in an equity show. Yep. I was like, I'll do all of them. So I did four shows, four different shows in one day. They they instituted a Wayne Brady rule where you're like, no, 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 no. You can only work X amount and work because I said, if you're going to train me, I'm going to do it. Wow. And I'll take everybody's shifts. <laughs> My folks are from the Virgin Islands, the Caribbean. We work hard. Let me work. God damn. So that you took that with you when you got here. You were like, if I have the skills also and the weapons, like why wouldn't I want to have as many opportunities to fill that uh, that role, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? Um, so the Beetlejuice show, though, was that the one that kind of, where you're on a stage where you're really getting the most eyeballs or what? Yeah. The yeah. Beetlejuice show uh, was, was amazing that for anyone listening- if you were here at Universal at that point, when it was the theater was great, yeah, and it was the closest. The director, I'm I'm sure you knew her too, uh, Barbara Epstein. Yes, Barbara Barbara also gave 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 me a great shot. Um, it, it was the closest to being on a real stage and doing a Broadway esque show. Yeah, you know, but it's kind of funny because we're all dressed. You know, I'm <laughs> as the Wolfman, I have on a wig and some makeup right out of Cats <laughs> and ripped jeans. And suspenders and a plaid shirt because nothing says hip hop like that. Come on, <laughs> um, this is hip hop. <laughs> yeah, thank God the creatives were so in tune with what were, was uh, yeah. They had their popular. their finger on the pulse of the streets, <laughs> and uh, but it was a great show. And that's a show where, at least back in the day, if you were an actor, it it gave you great hours. You yeah. could swing yourself out. You could audition. You could invite people mm. that they had these in industry passes where you can yeah. invite people to come see you sing. It was great. Wow. Just built in because when, once you get out here, I mean, you tell me like overwhelming or did you just kind of jump in with a like, all right, I know what I have to do work uh, and hustle wise. I know what I'm bringing to the table. I feel like anybody doesn't matter how confident you are when you get out here. You can't help but be, you know, succumb to the idea of like, 
I'm meeting a lot of people every day that are going for this. And to me, that can both intimidate you and uh, excite you and inspire you to be like, fuck, dude, there's an energy out here that's just kind of awesome where you'll meet somebody at a Jamba Juice and they're like, sorry, I fucked up your razzmatazz, dude. I'm thinking about the CSI callback. And you're like, good on you, Doug. Fucking go for it. I hope you book it, man. He's like, I Cut have two. to. Doug's a series regular yeah. on the yeah. yeah right. No, this is the place where those dreams and you dreams were a dickhead happen. to him, and he like kept his Jamba Juice Juice for Life coupon, and he gives it to you because you're like you never fought. You believed in me, man. You told me go get that shit. That can actually right? happen here. Yeah. That can actually happen. I came out. I would like to think that I came out ready because I had a plan. Yeah, I I I had an, a very specific plan when I left Orlando. I first I knew you needed money. You can be as idealistic as you want to, but you get on a plane and, golly, I'm going to get off the bus and maybe I'll be discovered as I'm making a malted. No, you're going to be broke. <laughs> yeah. On Santa Monica. Yes. And you, and you don't want that to Sorry, happen. Sorry, that's so just how it is. That's just how it is. And if you is. are coming in with, like, daddy's money, like, you know, and I got no judgment for that. Like, whatever, but, like, you just, there's no replacement for the work. So as long as you still have that mindset of, like, all right, my place is taken care of, but I still got to hustle. You have to grind yeah. hard. Yeah. So I knew that that was part of it, so I made a plan. By the time that I left Orlando, I was lucky enough because Orlando is a, or or rather was, a fertile enough ground between the theme park work. I had lots of din- dinner theater. Oh, wow. And I was in a comedy group there called SAC Theater that my buddy Jonathan and I and and Claire Sarah, she's a big screen screenwriter right now, a couple of the people that we came out of, we, we formed a group called the House Full of Honkies. And so the seven of us, we we met back out here as a collective. So we said, before we go, I'm going to have my SAG card. So I'd already done a bunch of TV. Yeah. I was going to have my equity card just in case. I had my Agva card. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to have all these cards and I'm going to have some money in my pocket. So I left Orlando. I did a theme park show at Six Flags Over Mid-America called uh, Warner Rocks. And I did did that, banked some cash, moved to Las Vegas mm-hmm. with my ex-ex-wife. I was singing in cover bands during the day, working for Legends in Concerts, uh, doing this rock and roll show where I, I impersonated Elvis and Little Richard and James Brown and all Holy that stuff. Shit. And then I would fly out here two or three days a week to audition because on Southwest, back back in the day, it was a $15 ticket. Get out of here. You, oh, man, the tickets were, were stupid. It's like, tickets for everybody. It was great. And nobody so, on the plane? I mean, just. And no, just it, it, it was just you. Wow. So it was great. <laughs> it, it was just me and a pride. You're doing pride. the announcements? Oh, it was great. It was like, I'm landing now. <laughs> it, it was awesome. So that's how I got my foot in the door. So by the time that I really hit ground to move here, I was ready. Gotcha. So I had ha, had some cash. I had my cards. All all I needed was that regular gig, and that's mm. what the theme park gave me. And that that's why I tell young young actors when I teach an improv or a uh, or an acting seminar, I say, look, acting is wonderful. It's great that we can do this, but I because I didn't go to college, I don't know if they teach this class now. But nobody's teaching people to move out here. And think with a business head. Mm-mm. You always hustle because I got to eat because I want to audition because I got to da da. Think with your business head of of how how are you going to hustle? What is a a responsible hustle? And how do you get that done so that you can create so that you don't feel like you have to be a starving artist? Yeah. And, and I learned all those things, you know, by bumping my head into two walls. But I was also very prepared. I came out here and treated hustling like a job. I had back back in the day we had backstage. So I had a calendar. 
and I had Backstage. Yeah, for those that don't know, Backstage West was, yeah, a big, I guess, just backstage almost casting. Drama log to, yeah. to, to, because at one point they merged. Yeah, they just posted, I mean, in a shit ton of pages, right? Like audition opportunities. I think that's where I actually saw the Universal Studios tour guide. Yes. Uh, casting call. Audition for everything that you could. Yeah. And my job in the morning when I got up was break out the, the drama log. And, and, and I'm good for this, I'm good for that. I, I would submit myself, you line up a bunch of auditions, and you go. And that was my job. And if I booked something, and then at night, I, I had singing gigs. So, so I would sing for corporate parties, weddings. I was with this big orchestra. I sang at a couple supper clubs on La Cienega. I, I was doing improv. We, we were writing sketch. But I was like, I need to fill every hour until the auditions in each of the blocks of the dates, the auditions turned to to gigs, and I knew that if I could fill up my calendar, I could pay for rent. And I knew that this gig paid a hundred bucks, this gig paid two fifty. I booked an industrial film, mm. and and if I could fill that grid by the end of the month, then I'd done my job. And that's how I got through it. I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going to be on this TV show or whatnot. I said, no, I'm I'm taking bite sized chews so that I can get to that point. Wow. And and I, I and and I think that that's still how you have to handle your business. One thousand percent. God damn, dude, that's such a um, I don't know professional and healthy approach to this world where again you can get so overwhelmed by and you know clutter your mind with thoughts of like you just said like I all I'm thinking of is I want to be a lead on a TV show. It's like well what does that mean? How are you getting there? What else is going on? Like and this day and age and you're a great you know really pre nowadays type of artist where you do got to be multifaceted would you agree i mean it's not enough just to be auditioning and then sitting at home whether it is having a podcast too or you know writing i mean there's just has to be more on your plate and i mean always but there's only i mean what's great and i don't know if you take pride in this or ever just take a step back it's like yeah there's people out there that are doing a bunch of different things but hey man there's only one fucking Wayne Brady. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And that's why people always go fucking blah, blah, blah. And they, they, you know, I've definitely found myself doing it, being like, man, that guy fucking does this. He does and does that. He ain't Wayne Brady, though. You know? So, you know. That's what you, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that I set myself up in that way. But I will say, you know, I'm still at 50 years old and doing everything that I've done. I still feel I have X left to do. Yeah. Because there's still things that I have not gotten a chance to do. Sure. Because, and and this is another thing I teach teach about, and I tell my daughter this. She's in the business now as awesome. well, and she's a writer, performer. She loves it. Singer, dancers. Oh, she loves it, and you she's love so good. Her. And I love watching her, because now at 20, I'm thinking where I was at 20. At 20, I was at Universal in Orlando. I was working at the dinner theater. I was writing. I was doing doing six nights a week at SAC Theater, learning improv, sucking on a Monday, sucking Tuesday, doing a decent show on Wednesday, and suck, sucking again. So watching her process. But the one thing I tell her and I tell any young person that moves out here that I didn't have is intention. That's what I do admire in a lot of the, um, the Instagram and TikTok gen- generation, and yeah. it's easy for us old heads to go, well, you're blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Look, these kids are killing it. Like guys like King Batch and, yeah. and Andrew W., they're making million dollar deals now yeah. because they have an intention. And maybe that intention was like, yo, I'm going to make a video with this, but it's an, it's an intention. Yep. Versus when I moved out here, my intention was to work. That was It was a broad, I want to work. I didn't have a goal of 
being on this show or that show, whatnot. Gotcha. I said, I want to work with a capital W, and maybe my far-arcing goal will be Broadway. I don't know how I'll get there, and maybe I can be on a TV show, but I, but, but, but I wasn't even thinking about comedy. I said, maybe I can be on a, be on a drama or a or a soap opera no way but i know that at least i can handle the 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 theatrical piece so let me do that i didn't have an intention i bumped into all the shit that i've done i bumped into it i bumped into whose line i i bumped into these things and then you try to make good on the opportunities but i always think what could i have done if i came out very intentionally Mm. and so i try to tell people have an intention being funny is great Doing all the things that you can do is great, but there's always somebody else. Totally. And that person may be working their ass off. Yeah. They they may be the Kobe of of stand up. No, you know who is the Kobe of stand up? Is friggin' um Wayne Brady. How how can you just Kevin Hart oh, yeah. is the Kobe of stand up. Totally. Kevin was a guest on my talk show when nobody knew who Kevin Hart was no back way. back in the day. How'd you know about doing, I'd met him when I, I I met him when he was promoting. I think he was either promoting his first sitcom that he got got because you know they were throwing out sitcom shows sure. back back in the yeah, day, yeah. or maybe Soul Plane or something. I don't know, but nobody knew Kevin. It took years and years of him grinding, grinding until all of a sudden, the world knows Kevin. Mm. So say what you want to about his comedy if you're a fan fan or not, but you cannot deny the work ethic mm-hmm. that goes into someone. So that's just to prove if you don't have intention, Kevin has always had intention. He's like, I'm gonna outwork people and I'm gonna outfunny you and I'm and, and and I'm gonna do that. And I admire that. That's so uh fascinating that you say you bumped into all this shit because with <clears throat> with having that many skill sets, <clears throat> excuse me, you would assume that there'd be a focus out of it's one of those where it's like, all right, like the improv, I want to make that. I want to. That's gonna be the first notch on the belt, or hosting um, my own show, or hosting an award show, or a game show. Like, so none of those were even. But but you at least were controlling what you can control, which was being active, and which I think is another like key component of being out of yours. Like, look, you have your days full uh, or wide open to to fill the schedule up. It's not enough just to go, I'm going to do my open mic at night and then, you know, sleep and whatever during the day and go to a coffee shop and hang out with friends or whatever. It's like you do got to, you know, be doing improv classes or, you know, I worked at a casting office, you know, four or five days a week for free just to get experience what? on Oh yeah. Gina McCarthy and uh, Nicole Abalera who you Oh know, yeah. Just, yeah, done yeah, yeah. So I in intern for them for and I, you know, got a few opportunities out of it, but like, you know, invaluable the experience I got and uh, I would sometimes leave working Wolverine at Universal to, you know, A, go do an audition. They were pretty flexible, but sometimes they were like, hey, can you go to Ed Harris's house and put him on tape and do for this chemistry read or go to San Diego with Jason Segel and Russell Brand. They're going to put Kristen Bell on tape. She's doing Veronica Mars and I fucking get out of shit to go do that because I was like, whether, you know, in my head I wasn't like, I'll meet Jason Segel and he'll make me his sidekick for all his movies. But it was like, I want to, it's like, I've you know, I just felt like that was worth more in the moment than than telling some kid where the bathroom was and doing a bad joke and have my boss be like, hey, Wolverine's not funny. Just fucking talk about Marvel shit, which happened a lot. Um, Absolutely. you that That's so smart, Yeah, man. but it was like, so same thing. It was like casting office, then YouTube sketches, open mics at night, writing to shoot stuff on the weekends, and then felt like if, like you said too, like there's always somebody. You have to have that in your head that like when you're, and look, you do have to take moments, right, to like, chill out you can burn out that's a real thing but absolutely but i feel like in the early stages what i always t- tell my mom because even nowadays you know i'll go from 
if I got an early morning shoot and I've got three shows and she's like, just cancel your 1130 at the store and get some sleep. And sometimes I, you have to, like if I'm running on fumes, but I'm like, mom, that set the night before carries me into the next day because I'm riding the high from just, you know, getting, getting the, uh, the rush on stage and the laughs and working out some new stuff. It's just a confidence taking all of it to bleed into the next the thing. confidence yeah. is what yeah man like once once you get that feeling of oh i'm good enough at this and that's that that intention thing that i didn't have is i didn't realize that i was being prepared mm. so like i love to quote james brown now you know they they if you stay ready you ain't got to get ready i didn't understand that by virtue of me being hungry because for for some people acting and being a performer, you're like, oh, I want to do this. And you've got a very romanticized version of what it is. Right. For me, growing up, it was a way to survive because there was nothing else. I, nothing else would have motivated me to, to live, mm. really. And, and I know that sounds very hyperbolic almost, but it's true. There's nothing else that I could have wanted enough to make a life around. Right. I knew this was my thing. That was it, right? Hands down. So from the time that I started when I was sixteen and I booked my first show, I was like, "Oh, this is it." So I'm treating this like I need this. So whatever I've got to do to get into whatever room, I'm doing it now. Let's go. So in I learned skills along the way that prepared me later. I didn't know that improv was going to be a destination. I'd been making stuff up in my room, but I didn't know that people wanted you to make stuff up on stage. Yeah. Once I started, one the, the first time I ever hosted anything, I was on a cruise ship doing the musical review as part of the cast, but then shit would break down. And they're like, we need somebody to just talk. Here, Wayne. Um, hey, cast crew, I'm just making up jokes on the fly and doing impersonations sing, and singing stuff. Hey, you're pretty good. Go upstairs and do, do 20 minutes, blah, blah, blah. I, I'd never hosted anything. So each of these skills that I accrued I bumped into sure. so 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 that's why I say that I just bumped into those things, and luckily once I bumped, I went oh, now I got something. Yeah. Now what do I do with yeah. it? Yeah. Did you know? So when Whose Line came along, the opportunity you were like, oh, I fuck, I'm so ready for this. Yeah. Once they told you like what? Nope. Not at all. Nope. I sucked. We auditioned for Whose Line twice. The group that I was in, House Full of Honkies. First, when we were in Orlando, when we were at Sac Theater, we all auditioned. If you've never done improv like on Whose Line, there are folks that denigrate short form. They're like, oh, I said blah, blah, blah. If you've never had someone look at you, and I know that you you can do this because you're built for it, that some someone goes, worst person to be on a subway with, go. The way that your computer has to be built to, in that second go, subway, worst person, awkward situations, guy with bad breath, mm. no, worse, um, an escalation, what's the thing, okay, a punch, the punchline, how do I get out of it, is there a physical piece to that, how do I go? If you can't do that shit right then, <laughs> then you have no business doing a show like that. Yeah. I was not built for that at one point. It scared me because I loved watching Whose Line Is It Anyway on Comedy Central, yeah. so when I would see those guys do that thing, I was like, oh, you're, I'm never doing that shit. No There's shit. no way that I could do things. You're having to come up with a joke now. Yeah. Go now. Yes. Didn't know how to do it. I thought it was, uh, nope, no way. So no room we, for dead air. No no room for dead air. And if there's dead air, how how do you fill it? How do you mind not failing to fill? <laughs> yeah. To six? I didn't have that skill when I was 21. So we auditioned for it. Didn't work. 
we auditioned again with every second city person, sure. groundlings, everybody and their mama came came out. Everybody tanked. I think maybe Brad Sherwood was one of the only people that got yeah. got to do the British one. Then the last time happened, I was working at Universal. Just to show you the Hollywoodness of this, I'm. That was my wolf wolfy day. My agent calls and my and my other friends in the group. Hey, whose lines auditioning today? We all got to go. And there are a bunch a bunch of cats. Just, 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 off, just off the top of my head, I'm um, you know Jim Jim Eskimen. That sounds really familiar. Yes. Incredible impressionist. Groundling dude. Oh, I do. I just saw a video of his. I think he did. Um, Robin Williams. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. like yes. he has guy's a bunch incredible. of- Incredible, yes. Okay. But he just sticks out because he, he was one of the guys that was in the last group with me. Oh, wow. But everybody and their mama was there. I'm doing my show. So you know the drive then from, from Universal out to, they auditioned us at, I don't know the name of the theater, but this little art house- theater on Fairfax and like Beverly. There's this little weird little theater. So the time it takes to get there, it's like, oh man, I don't, all right. You're not in full Wolfman still, are you? I'm in full Wolfman. I'm like, (laughs) all right. I was like, I can, you know what? I've got two shows. So we were doing five shows that day. I just did two. I could take two off and you have to give away a piece of your salary to, to go so I can sign myself out. If I get back for the fifth show, that still leaves me enough because I'm doing rent calculations because I was about my money. God damn, like, dude. That leaves me, I could make 300 for the day or 450 Okay, I'll give up those shows. I change, I wipe all the shit off. And, uh, okay, great. I, I jump in the car and I go because in my mind, I'm just showing up because I feel guilty passing up an audition. Plus, I'm going to support my friends. Wow. In the group that I was in, the House Full of Honkies, and we started to get a really big name and we were voted best improv group, there were sev- seven of us. My role was, I was back here because I did not look at improv as a viable thing. And I don't know why I had that. It, it was more about it me. To anything else, huh? No, it was more about me than it was the thing. I think I told myself a narrative because there was a guy in the group named Dave Russell who now lives back in Orlando and, and is a dear, dear friend. But Dave was always our leader. Hmm. In my mind, I always looked at the group that Dave was the f- really funny, fast, physical one, and and Joel. I think you may know a guy, Joel, Joel McCrary. Joel uh, had had his thing, and and a couple of the other guys in the group. Me, I'm. I do the musical improv sometimes, and yeah, I do characters. I, I do all these things, but all those spots are filled. You guys have fun doing that. I'm an I'm a serious actor. I'm out here doing guest spots and stuff, and and not on sitcoms. As I'm you're wiping off it. your Wolfman makeup, right, <laughs> right, guys. Sorry, you I mean forget. you go ahead and sing your sorry. silly songs, but <laughs> yeah. Mr. Bullshit here. <laughs> Spielberg's going to find me. Right. You know, and see, that's that Wolfman can probably do Shakespeare. Those are the stories that yeah, you tell your, your, yourself. So I assumed a role, which now I realize was my own negative thinking about myself. It wasn't about the group or anybody else. It was about me. Wow. So when I get there, I'm like, look, I'm here for you guys. I'll, I'll go in. They'll ask us to do World's Worst or Superheroes or something like that, and I'll suck. And I'll just hop in my car, and I'll go back, and I'll finish my show out. Well, I get invited into the room, and... It clicks. I don't know why, but World's Worst wasn't as scary because I didn't care. 
I was like, aha, y'all auditioning for, sure, I'll be the world's worst, what? Great, the world's worst superhero? Aha, look, my arms fell off. I can't help you. Bye-bye, Lois. Oh, she fell. <laughs> Great, do I get to go home now? Oh, no, I stay. Oh, okay, there's more. And then round after round. And then we started getting into the musical improv piece, which I felt super confident Come with. On, and then yeah. it's like, well, do you do any impressions? Like, yeah, you know, I do a bunch of mus musical impressions. Well, can you sing songs about this? I was like, yeah, because that's stuff I do at home. Yeah, let's do that stuff. By the end of the day, did you just murder that stuff. I mean, did you? Do you remember walking away being like, All "I right. can tell you, that's one of the only times I truly, truly knew at a certain point." I was like, "Oh, this is what I do," and it changed the game. It was just a little attitude adjustment, and by the time we finished, there were only a couple of us left, and then a couple of us were invited to go to a workshop, and then out, and then out of the workshop, I got my shot, and I got one episode. And I got one episode on the British version, and one was cut into like three, and then one, and and then the following year when they said, you know, we're moving to ABC, um, we remember you from last season. Come and do one shot, and it just shows you you never know when your shot's going to come. Sure. If you would have told me my shot would have come because of improv comedy, all the goals that I said I was going to do, yeah, dude, because of improv comedy, and that one, that was the coolest Hollywood moment. I did my one episode, and it was something that I wish that everyone could experience. We finished the taping. I still don't even know what happened in the first taping. I, I was in a fugue. We knocked it out, because I'm running on, let's go. Yeah. So when I finish, I'm walking off stage. There's a line of execs from Warner Brothers and from ABC. Hi, I'm Andrea Wong from ABC. I'm Michael Davies, da da da. I'm da 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 from Warner Brothers. I'm Peter Roth, I'm da da da. You got a card. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know. Uh. Yeah, same lady. Wayne Brady, make a deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're it's like, you. how the fuck did you get it's here? You. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs> it was, and that was the day that my life changed forever. I remember that with a crystalline clarity. And then the B part to that, that my life really, really changed was I stayed at Universal into the second season no way. of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because I was like, my, I, I've known people that have been on a TV show and you're like, I'm buying a yacht. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you just, and why are you buying a yacht? You just got the gig because I'm going to be big. <laughs> I'm going to get a hot tub full of Doritos and chocolate chips. But why would you do that? I don't understand. Because <laughs> that's what players do. But you're not a player. You <laughs> Not no. with that attitude, man. You got to have to play a mindset. Okay, but can I get my Jamba Juice? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the day that I quit, I quit Universal Studios, I was doing the Beetlejuice show. We finished the, op the opening number. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the show. Um, not... Uh, I wasn't out here when you guys were still doing it. I don't think gotcha. it was happening when I started working there in uh, 2003. 2003. Oh, oh, at that point, point, I was gone, gone. Yeah. Uh, so that's um, when I started. Oh, okay, I mean, gotcha. I've seen all the, I mean, I think there's been taped versions. Oh, I've, yeah. I've seen the show. Just so not we're live, in the I'm middle sorry. of that thing. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. There are things happening. And then there's the, and then at the end of the opening number, and I will ne I'll never forget it. Um, I was Wolfie that day. So we finished the opening number. It's To Kiss a Song. You drive us wild, we'll drive you crazy. Da, 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 da. We keep on rocking, you can the music. We do this whole thing, and, Wo and Wolfie does this breakdancing move. I do this swipe, and at the end of it, this pyro, and you slide off into the audience, and I slid it, and I'm there. Pyro, big number, like, <sighs> you're breathing hard. And in that, in that second of silence, and everyone's applauding, and the applause, <sighs> I hear a British couple sitting in the front row. Darling. Isn't that that black fellow on whose line is it anyway? <laughs> I think it is. 
Is it him? Is it? And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) this chick knew me through. Holy shit. So to anybody watching and listening, Google online, Wolfman, Beetlejuice Rock and Roll, see what kind of makeup I was wearing. The fact that someone saw my face and that was, I got to do the moment I went, oh, this is my last show. I get back wow, on stage. Dude. We finish the show out. As we're dancing, I, I think during one of the numbers, I forget, the Bride of Frank, Frankenstein was singing, I, I Will Survive. And I'm talking to the other two guys on stage. <laughs> you're like, ooh, I will survive. I was like, like hey, guys, I'm quitting this bitch. <laughs> what? Yeah. Somebody in the front row just remembered me. <laughs> do, do, do. Really? That's right. We finish the show. Thank you for coming to Universal Studios. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. We're, we're, we're walking off stage. I take take off the wig and like, hey, everybody, I quit. This is my last day. It's like, really? Yeah. Someone knew my face from whose line is it anyway. I am going to take complete, complete advantage of this it's right now. See you later. Bye-bye, y'all. Who's coming with me? Who's coming yeah. with me? Nobody? Yeah. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Well, it doesn't serve you to come because you're not on the show with me. Forget that. Keep your job. Type of Jerry Maguire moment. Wow, dude. That's good on you for recognizing that. Holy shit, dude. That is, um, I mean, it only makes sense that, that that would, it would happen like that when I think this business is so fickle that, not that you shouldn't have goals, but like I also believe in the fact that like things, you know, you put yourself in a position to have opportunities for stuff, but it's like you can't really I don't to come out here and be like, I'm gonna win an Academy Award and be a dramatic actor. It's like there's so many other factors at stake. You again, control what you can control, but yeah. I I just personally that I think you can create your own opportunities, which you did, right? You put yourself in all these positions to 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 come here as loaded as you were. That's a thing I think that people sometimes slip up on is like whether they're a young comic that they do a, a two years in uh, you know uh, Ohio and they they become like the the hot feature around town and they're like all right I'm moving to L A it's like you know is that the right move maybe sticking around two more years and getting even stronger would be the move or visit L A totally go out to L A yeah. right and plant a couple seeds right and go back home yeah. and, make, and make that money and keep keep your chops up yeah it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, do you, uh, on whose line, and then we'll, we'll, we'll press on here, but like, was there a moment then when you start settling in? Because I'm, you strike me as someone that's always. It's bonkers to even hear that you were uh, having trepidations about your 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 skill set in that world. But there had to have been a show. I don't know if it was the first one. You posted a great video on your Instagram. Um, what's your gram again, uh, Mister oh, uh, Mister Brady Baby? Yeah. Um, uh, which, by the way, real quick, we were ranking the Bradys earlier. Tom Brady, Wayne Brady, Greg Brady, Mary Fuckhill, <laughs> if you want to play that drinking game at home. Um, so uh, my wife was like, fuck Wayne Brady. I was like, you can go be- go back to bed. And then, uh, kill Wayne, Tom Brady. Uh, no, but so the um, you posted a video that was you guys backstage getting ready to go out. Oh, yeah. And it was a real great curtain peel reveal of like, you know, what that energy was like. 
to me looked comparable to an Oprah taping. I mean, the energy oh. was fucking hot, dude. It's I insane. Mean, and you've been to a taping because yes. you came back in the day. The, the that was 2001, so that was yeah. The show was, I think, in its prime. No, I don't know. That just that was in its ABC prime. Yes. Yeah. Well, That's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, for the, the like when, starting of the ABC prime. We did, I think we we had close to 10 years on ABC, and the thing is, that Wayne is different than the Wayne today. Right. I always approach those shows as my job depended on it. Gotcha. Because even though I was made, and it was unheard of for this new person to, I was made a regular right after my first episode because because it was really Ryan and Colin yep. that was supposed to be and then the two swinging seats and Drew as host. So a couple episodes in, they kept bringing me back to a point where I was unofficially a regular the first season and second season they said, "No, you're regular, you got the job." So but I was always scared. I was okay. always coming from a place of and I think it helped hinder my improvisation to a degree now that I've done it for so long I can see someone who if you're like this and you don't want to fail I can't fail I can't fail so everything that I say has to be funny I can't fail I can't fail that person when when you do hit a home run oh it's beautiful but when you fail which improvisation it is it is an art based on failure that I understand now. And it's beautiful failure. Great. Suck. How do you turn the suck around and you can bring the audience in and you do that? That's the thing. A famous pimp once said that too. Fam- so that's like. Luscious Johnson. <laughs> R.I.P. R- homie. How do you turn a suck around? <laughs> you suck it yourself. Class tomorrow, 10 a.m. Use a coupon if you got it. Because if ain't nobody around. Because like RuPaul said, if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love anybody else? Self-love. Oh, oh, onanism. Read a book, baby. I think that I was so keyed up. Oh. Like I watch myself now. And, and, and folks post who's lying things all the time. You'll go back, back and watch. And I go, ooh. No way. What, what was that kid? Because I got who's lying when I was 26. So I didn't really settle in until I was like 31 or something. That was my question. At what point did you just go like, man, I'm here to stay, A, and B, I feel like I'm not, you know, thinking about um, just I, enjoying it. You at least enjoyed because it, right? I didn't enjoy it. Oh, man, You yeah. know what? I, I nary enjoyed a taping. Even if Robin Williams came through or whoever, I mean. That's when I enjoyed it. Wow. When we started the day that Robin, oh my God, yeah. God bless him. I don't want to tear up sure. because I, the day that Robin, when when we started having cats like Robin and when Whoopi came came on. That and, wanted to come on, by the way, because of what you got, like, right? Like, that's bonkers to me. Robin Williams at, Robin didn't do a workshop with us. We did a camera blocking, especially on the day that he was there because he wanted to make sure that he was familiar with, with the games. And sure. then people ask us all the time, no, Whose Line is not written at all, but it's a TV show. Sure. So game by game, and you you know from watching, each game has handles to it. Yep. Like if you're doing World's Worst, you got to come to the cent- center camera and look down the barrel right. if I'm doing this other thing. Yep. So it's more so for the cam camera folks yep. too. So Robin said, no, no, I want to rehearse. I want to come. So we just did bullshit games just, just to get him used, used to things. And 
right when we finished the workshop, we only rehearsed for about a half hour, just walked walked him through things. He stopped and he goes, Hey, I love you so much. I'm like, just out of nowhere, hey, I love you so much. And I looked at Rob and he was like, What are you talking about? He goes, I'm here because I, I I love the show and I wanted to do a song with you. Damn, dude. Um, when I tell you that you couldn't tell me nothing after that point, and then when cut to the taping, when they say, Wayne and Robin, you guys are going to do a gospel song, blah, blah, blah. When Drew's going to the audience, what the audience doesn't see is Robin has my arm. So, oh, okay. Um, 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 and he says, um, you got my back. And I said, I've, I've got your back. Absolutely. Oh, my God, dude. And at that point, it, 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 it wasn't that I was cocky. It was that it gave me a feeling of if this man that I grew up idolizing says that he's watching this thing and wants to be a part of this process because of stuff that he's seen us do, maybe you can cut yourself some slack, Wayne. Maybe you can bring it down just a little bit because the amount of insecurity, of imposter syndrome, of self-doubt, and I talk about this all the time, still as someone that, that has suffered and has su- suffering from, from depression and everything else, the amount of those things that go into to you telling yourself a certain story. When someone gives you permission to go, okay, let's just have fun. That is a beautiful thing to just have fun. Let all the other shit go. And that's when I think I started to settle in. For the longest while, I thought that Ryan Stiles didn't like me because I because I wasn't part of the part of the the club yeah yet ryan it, i love ryan and ryan ryan loves me and we ha- have a great time and i grew up idolizing colin my story was that these guys are too you know they're so good why would they like me i'm just the guy that they threw on the show and yeah. oh i feel so bad about it yeah. so i had to rewrite that story and robin helped me do that that's incredible dude that's I was hoping that there would be some really like deep rooted um connector there for you with him because it's impossible to not be in this world especially um with um comedy and not be influenced by people like that and to not let it not affect you um is uh, insane like of course you should be a little nervous with him there and maybe not totally process like the fact that he is there because like when he says that to you to have that like be a um you know a, an overwhelming notion right like you have to kind of do what you did and take a step back and go no motherfucker like i've i'm here for a reason like it's this isn't some mm. right like i did the uh henry winkle once told me when i booked my first tv job I was a guest star on according to jim and he goes wow he goes adam ray his son was in my fraternity at sc so henry was like he showed up one day and he gave me a bag of laundry and he was like, you're not going to shit on this laundry, are you? And I was like, what? He's like, it's a fraternity. I know what you boys do here. I just want to make sure there'll be no defecation on my son's clothes. I was like, Henry, you have my word. No poop on the pants. And then I go through and he goes, call me whatever. He left me a voicemail and he goes, I'm pulling up to the lot. And I had I was doing all these YouTube sketches. So I had like a fat suit and like a couple puppets and like a fucking fake <laughs> cock in the back trunk. And this big sassy black security woman opens it up and I'm nervous. I'm going over my lines. I'm pulling up on the lot. And she holds up all three in the rear of me and she goes, 
goes, let me guess, you single? And I was just like, can you please put those down? I'm very nervous right now. And like, but yes, I am. And then she's like, all right, baby, you know, have some fun in there. And so I go in and, and Henry, I, he leaves me his voicemail. It was like, you know, treat Mr. Belushi like an emperor. You're not there to fill space. They booked Adam Ray because they love Adam Ray. They want Adam Ray. They need Adam Ray. All the best. He goes, if you think of something funny, say it. There are going to be moments when you're all thinking of new jokes. Say it. They didn't want Adam Ray just there to fill space. Say it if you think of it. So cut to live taping. They're rewriting some jokes. I lean over. I, I go, what about this? And I remember all of them, writers, director, everybody just turns and looks at me like, huh? And I just hear Henry in my head go, swing and a miss. And I was like, and I called him back later, and I was like, I pitched a joke. And he goes, well, it has to be funny. Oh, man. Yeah, but that same sort of like. I love that. That same sort of fucking like. I don't know, just piggybacking on that, like of you giving yourself that um, respect, which just takes time. It reps, um, I don't know, confidence and cockiness. People always, you know, talk about how you can kind of, you know, blur them together. But man, confidence, cockiness and humility. You know, I love when folks say even people you don't know, like I think what one of the best offhanded compliments that people don't realize is odd is when someone a complete stranger I don't know. Even now, with the fact that I've been been around forever, some someone will say, "Say you, you know, Wayne. I love watching you, and the thing thing that I love is, is, is that you're humble. You know what? Don't let it get to you. Don't let it get to you. Now, my thing is, look, <laughs> I've done what I've done for a long time. I don't need you to tell me <laughs> to be humble, yeah. but I also have a belief as one who." battles with these things in self-perception my humility my job isn't to make you feel good mm. about what i'm doing in terms of amen like i don't want i'm i'm gonna try to be a good person i'm not gonna walk around and slap anybody or, or, unless it's a sketch or mm. or rob you or whatnot so so I've got that checked it checked yeah, off. Yeah. And I'm not doing anything based out of super ego, but I do need an ego to a degree to have the audacity. Yeah. I, I think of this all the time. I have the audacity to ask someone to pay money <laughs> to watch a grown man walk on stage <laughs> with no act prepared. Sure. And that's the act. Yeah. That I have prepared yeah. is not having the act, Bonkers. and then I take your money and I tip my hat and I go home. I have the audacity to do that. Yeah, the ego, the healthy ego, that I have to say, oh, I can do that. So I can do that without your version of humility, because for years, that's one of those things that in me saying, oh no, if you're good, you have to be humble. You're putting a weight on yourself, and my humility and me being humble and me being. Okay, and me keeping my voice a certain way, especially, and not even getting into it on the show, but being an actor of color, we ha we haven't even gone into that. But being a an actor of color, some sometimes the only one that looks like you in certain spaces. Sometimes someone saying, "We well, you're cocky or your ego or that," it is a way to also push down on you and to keep your voice at a certain level. Oh man, it's like no, without being a dick, I can be absolutely cocky and sure. go I'm good at this shit and I'm great at it and that's why I deserve to fill this space and I deserve your attention for the duration of this show mm. and, and then I go home and cry but <laughs> you know I go home later on well I was gonna say yeah. how does Wayne Brady take a 
you know, take a day. What's a day off in a in a Wayne Brady day? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you scroll? Do you got YouTube rabbit holes? Did you watch the Super Bowl? Are you on Twitter? Like, getting into you know discussions about Rihanna's perform. Like, what do you? What? Where do you? Wayne doesn't do that anymore, man. No. It's a losing game. I find at a certain a certain point, if I go online and 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 voice a certain engage. opinion, yeah. and engage, sometimes you just can't win. Yeah. So I pick my battles. I think a day off for me looks like it's very boring. I am a very unsexy single person. I I read because I love to read or, or I'm writing something yeah. and, and I'm in the process of working on a couple di- different things. Amazing. I've got a production company and we've sold a couple things. So I'm writing, um, which is another job, but I like it uh, because it's a- improv with words. Yes. Are you diligent with it? Are you like 8 a.m.? Nope. At, no. No, no, no. I am ADHD all the way, so I've had to learn. And thanks, TikTok. Like, I didn't even know there was (laughs) ADHD TikTok. Now at 50, I've learned all the shit that's wrong with me. (laughs) All the things. My wife pulls up shit all the time. She's like, that's you. She just shows this video of this girl doing all these things or like ADHD versus not. Like, I I haven't been diagnosed with it, but I 1,000% have it. She pulled up a couple things one time that went through all the... She took the... This is crazy. The the cabinet... uh, uh, doors off of the in the kitchen because I would like buy stuff that I if I didn't see it I was like we don't have it and that's the thing on HD on the ADHD but also just like the spacing out the being thinking like she's talking to me and there's also I think just a dude trait more or less at some point where she's talking to me uh, you know and 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 Gilmore and Rory and Lorelai you know season six is when they really come back together as as mother and sister in my head so I was like fuck dude did I did I, did I do that tag last night for that bit fuck I got I got to get to the studio before you know and then and then she's like. And I'm like, oh fuck, sorry. I just was thinking, uh, it's not that your story is not interesting. I mean, it's not, but like, there was a lot. There was a lot. There's a lot of shit. I just, I can't help that my brain is moving that. Which, for comedy purposes, man, with my crowd work on uh, and, and you, dealing with people, you, you've got dope crowd oh, crowd thanks, work, man. man. I got to tell you, tell you, because I watch a lot of your social media stuff. Thanks, brother. And and watching you interact with oh, people. There's some good ones from this past week in oh, Chicago that's that I'm so about good. to post, man. They were bonkers. And for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I can. Listen and focus in that um, environment, I mean, on the highest level, I feel like. But then it's like, and even offstage when I'm dealing with people. But then it's, sometimes I just feel like I can't control. It's like my brain and mind is is uh, overloaded with stuff that is, um, yeah, it's just almost a prioritizing of like. It's a superpower, but it's also, I, I, I'm not going to say a a weakness, yeah. but, but as much of a superpower as it can be, it works to a detriment in our life. And I've been diagnosed. You have. And so you, you just learn tools. You know, at a certain point, if you don't want to medicate, then you have to learn learn tools. And, and my daughter gets on me all the, all the time because I'll be having a conversation with her. But the thing is that I've told her and I tell her mom, we're talking and, and we're talking about Easter. Yeah, I'm right here with you, Easter. I'm going to make a note really quick because I know that but da 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 and but I'll come right back and like yes I absolutely think that you ought to get those ears that you were talking about you weren't listening to me yeah yeah but I can repeat exactly what you said wow my whole thing is I can hear you but my focus has to shift so I can give this much space to the other thought that I had so Mm. I I look at everything as a computer screen and that's how I handle improv and that's how I handle conversations I'm taking things in priority like you said and I'm piecing them here I'm putting some something on pause and I'm going over there but it happens like that hey guys Adam Ray here for the about last night podcast well it's another new year we made it 2023 we did it congratulations hug yourself touch yourself 
so that when you ask yourself who touched you, you know who it was. You got goals, guys, okay? And you want to achieve all of them, every single one of them. And Factor is here to help you do that. So if you're looking to fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritionist, nutritionist, nutritious meals, yikes, you ever just forget how to read? Meals delivered straight to your door, um, then Factor's the place to go, okay? They, uh, they leave you time and energy to tackle everything else on your to-do list so you don't have to worry about where and what you're eating. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and start saving time eating well and living your best life yet. If you love Factor, probably because you're too busy to cook and you don't like going to the grocery store and potentially, you know, um, running into somebody uh, from your past. And you want to skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. Well, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, and all you need is heat and, uh, and a positive attitude. So whether your lifestyle is keto, calorie-smart, vegan, protein-plus options are on the menu each week. They're prepared by chefs and approved diet dietitians, not these unapproved dietitians. And each meal is all the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long. 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options are there for you. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus sweets, smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. Cut back on takeout and get Factor instead. Okay, it's ready to make, ready to eat food in just two minutes. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Each meal is prepared by the chefs that know what you want, and they're excited to give it to you. So head to factormeals.com slash lastnight50 and use promo code lastnight50 to get 50% off your first box. That's insane. I didn't know that was the deal until I just read it. That's crazy. 50% off at factormeals.com slash lastnight50, and you're going to get 50% off your first box. That's insane, so you got to do it. There's no better deal out there and no better food as well. Factor.com slash night. Oh, wait, slash lastnight50. Okay, do that. Do you see that for whether it's hosting Let's Make a Deal, your talk show, stand-up, whatever, um, even when you just did this great thing with the Lou Burger guys, um, yeah. I went on their podcast and did some uh, improv song stuff, unbelievable. What you did with them in this live show, I think it's on your IG, holy shit, like they had a song and you improvised the- The, the choreography. Wayne, that is a the choreography in a live show. They did a song and they basically followed you. You were the you were the Timberlake of the band and le- bro, that is a. I mean, you talk about just improv for you know song and and speech, but like dance improv, bro. And I know you got a dance background, but like holy shit, no moment did you falter with a move. I'm like, this is the dance. This is the music. I'm, I'm watching the music video. The raw version of the of, of this song, and because you just go, that's what it is. So is it similar? Real quick, is it with that it, dance or or a uh, song speech? Do you see like three or four things in a moment, and then you just grab one? Yes. Yeah. As I'm going, I have to see, but I've got to attack it, and 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 I've just got to go because you have a half a second to to make that choice. Because if I had a- any longer, I probably wouldn't. Because. And this is what I tell pe- people all the time too. Doing improvisation and being on stage, it's such a weird beast for me because that's one of the only times being on stage, and maybe you feel feel this too, that's when I am the most present. Yeah. I'm the most laser focused. Yeah. I can hear what one audience member says. I can do this thing. You have a comeback. Da, da, oh, da, yeah. da, da, versus in real life when I sometimes feel like, oh, I'm a, I'm a yeah. sitcom character. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I just fell up. Ba-do-ba-do-ba-do. He tripped over the suitcase. Which is also a fun way to live. There goes dad. <laughs> That's and, your own catchphrase. Yeah. There that. goes dad. <laughs> so it's like, man. Yeah. So, so, but doing the improv, if I give myself a chance to think, 
it is so not organic to me, to the introvert Wayne, yeah. who goes, what the hell? You want me to stand in front of a crowd of people and speak? So I have no choice. So so that computer screen that I came up with helps me because I, I have options. Go. Okay, I got to choose it. Go. You just got to go. Yeah. And and that's the thing. If you keep making choices, one choice leads into the next, and the next thing you know, an hour set's gone, and that's and and that's great. Did I just ran into a buddy of mine who um, produced a um, was a producer on Mass Singer, and he um, he told me to ask you a if you enjoyed that experience. Oh yeah, yeah. Who who was it? His name's Jeff. I don't know his last name. He lives in my building. Wait, I can look it up. His name's Jeff. Because I'm trying to think if he was one of the guys that I... He said he worked with you on like throwing bits, and he said one thing he really dug about you was he was like, they had planned bits and this and that, and then he goes... No, he I goes, threw all that shit away. Yeah, and he goes... <laughs> no, I, can't. I threw all that shit out. And he goes, and he said that, he goes, he goes, and I was like, all right, and I go, yeah, and I go, and I go, Jeff, with all respect, the fuck are you throwing bits at Wayne Brady for? And he goes, yeah, I go, there's not, you had a handful of comedians on that show, right? Like, so, but especially, and he, and he goes, trust me, he goes, I quickly realized... This was a mistake, and let him do his thing. And if he wants to, here's here it is. If you want to pull from it, but like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, because that's what one of those shows that I moved with intention mm. with. When when I said I was going to do it, I just wasn't because like life is too short, and we've got shit to do, right? Yeah. Why? Not judging anyone who has to, but I don't have to be on TV in a certain realm right. to make anything happen. That's actual work. I'm going to get up and I'm going to put on a costume and sing in a head and do all this stuff. That's work. Yeah. Why would I do it if I wasn't wasn't going to be intentional? So from the time that we started, right from the costume that we used to the songs that we picked to, to the bits that I did, I was like, I know me. So I can help to produce those bits for me. Trust me. Oh, but what if you did this joke about it? Mm-mm. Nope. Because that's not going to serve me. Yeah. And I think that's one of the strongest things that you, is if you know you, maybe somebody else can produce a TV show. But you can produce you. Adam can produce the shit out of Adam. And nobody can do it like you. Because you know you, you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, you know the things that will work. And if you're also a producer, you you know your strengths in a given situation. Yeah. And that's what I think that some people come into it because they they don't do it. The producers like like Jeff. That that's their job. Yeah. Is their job is there to serve the people that don't know themselves well. One thousand percent. And that's a a uh, you know a strong trait. And uh, if you got the chutzpah to be able to like walk into any situation and go down to be collaborative, but like you brought me in because I'm assuming because you wanted Wayne Brady. So let Wayne Brady be Wayne Brady. Just like Adam had to be Adam. Yeah. When 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 you were on that show. Yeah. That's true. That 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 I think is at the heart of it all is we all work to get to a point where your name, not even fame. I'm even talking about if only ten people know who you are, at least with those ten people, your name rings true with something so mm. that oh it's it, it rings with trust oh if i bring adam onto my show i'm 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 good i brought you on because i know what you're going to bring right i'm not gonna sit there and deign to go but i want you to really do the pirate thing <laughs> that it, i've never done the pirate thing but, but i would i would step up you did pull me in to your show podcast whatever it is and you were like dude do the fucking pirate thing okay okay noted pirate <laughs> bit is a go this whole thing was just a honeypot I trapped you you know what I'd probably I'd, pro- I'd probably go into Luke I haven't been a pirate for quite some time I've been dealing with 
my ex-girlfriend who was pooping on my pillows, but which is of also a one-act play I'm putting on at this theater on, down on Fairfax. Wayne, I know you used to perform there. I think you auditioned for Who's Line at the same place where I met Amber before. This was pre-poop pillow. Pre-poop. Pre-poop oh, right, pillow. Right. But, but um, it... Look, the business is all about finding out who you are and what sort of, walk your own plank. But also, is that a euphemism for, you know, turn the suck around? Yes, a famous pimp once told me, <laughs> turn the suck around. You heard him, turn the suck around. <laughs> Dude, your impressions oh, are man. so, you know, I, I don't feel. know how many of your guests give, give you love on your own thing, but... <laughs> Really, I've loved, since I met you and started really like watching. Yeah, I'm so didn't even impressed. know you were watching anything. Yeah. I'm so impressed by by you, and you're you're a testament to the fact of 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 the thing that I like to to uh, teach in in comedy and in improv classes is is I'd like to believe that most funny people that are truly funny, it's not about being funny. You're you're a gifted actor first and foremost mm. that gives you the box to play around and your funnies in there because if you weren't, you couldn't make those characters come to life in your improvisation like when you just just do do that and, and you take us immediately. It would just be you spouting shit right. versus you, you can spout shit because you've worked on it and right. you're good. And so now when I see you, like when I texted you about the young rock and yeah. you doing Vince, oh, thanks, it's like, man. dude, you are killing it. And, <laughs> and then I turn around and I see you in another role and then I'm like, that's why you're so good and you're winning because you've put in the work, you know, just like I have. So, so from a theme park to to to, to the Young Rock, that's come on, man. Wolfman and Wolverine. Come is on, that our, Wolfman and Wolverine. I mean, I don't want to pitch a podcast, but I think you know, that's Ebony the new and Ivory. <laughs> I think that's the new one. I think that's the new Ebony and Ivory, Wolfie and Wolverine. I think that's it. Oh, my God. Yeah, when you commented on that Wolverine picture, I mean, that's, there is, we talked about like a fraternity about, you know, being in the coming from the theme park theme park world, and uh, and you not knowing that is such a crit. And then we, you know, all these common uh, uh, people that we know from that that world. But you know, for me, I don't know if there were days for you where I definitely was strapping the claws on, being like, "Fuck, dude, I'm gonna, like, I just, you know, I don't want to be here. Like, this is the last place I want to be. I should be like." You know, whether it was Dave Matthews or Stamos or Michael Jackson walking through the park and me trying to do bits with them as a New York cop or as Wolverine and them either, you know, playing along or scoffing off. I'm, I mean, you couldn't get to Michael, but um, but uh, just being like, fuck, dude, like or seeing people that were buddies of mine that had just gotten a gig and they're at the park with their girls celebrating. And That's I'm just the like, hard part, right? I'm like, what's up, man? You're on the OC for the next two seasons? That's tough, dude. Oh, yeah. that's... Bathrooms are over there. Shrek's over there. My biggest moment like that... Where's a gun? And I still think about this is I was also in... I think I was Dracula this day, and we were eating at... There was... This this is back when there was a... I, I want to say it was Sam Goody. Mm. Oh, may, yeah. May, maybe it was a Sam Tower Goody. Tower record, on, Sam Goody. On, on City Walk. May, may, maybe Tower or Sam Goody. And there was a Mexican restaurant across yep. from that. I'm eating with the rest of the cast. And we're in our universal robes. And so folks here can really see that you're in full makeup. And I'm eating. And as I'm eating, I hear, ah, oh my God. Ah. And I look over and there's a, a crowd, like this big ass crowd of, of, of girls. All these girls lined up like three three rows back around and then because it was a glass window you could see the top of whoever was performing yeah and I just see see these heads <laughs> moving I was like what the hell and then I listen 
Something tearing up my heart. When I'm like tearing up my heart. I know that song was in the. Ri- Wait a minute. That's that group. That 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 new group in sync. Oh. <laughs> now the reason that that happened was because I auditioned for Joey Fatone. One of the guys, Joey Fatone, in. In and sync, Joey. I met Joey when I graduated from high school, and Joey was, I think, in ninth grade. Let's go. I was on a tour. My my first equity tour was a school tour of Florida, doing this thing called True Colors. I th- no no no, hunting cockroaches. This this, <laughs> this play, and Joey was helping us when we went to Walker Junior High School, which was the junior high school I went to. And I was like, yeah, you know, kids, when you uh, audition and you make it like me. I just I just graduated from high school. I'm 18 years old. You too can old. be the lead in Hunting Cockroaches. cockroaches. Great show, but <laughs> it's Hunting Cockroaches. But we'd kept in touch, and I knew him when he was a kid. Yeah. So fast fast forward to Joey took over when I was leaving Orlando. Joey was Joey was going into the Beetlejuice Rock and Roll Show. Wow! So we had all these friends in common, cool. and, and I knew him. Cool dude. Yeah. Hey very man, cool. Da 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 da. Great, great. So I leave because I'm going to L.A. <laughs> Screw all of y'all. That was one of the last conversations I had because I because I thought that the show that that I was just so full 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 myself. One day the cast wasn't performing up to my my wants. I was sure. like, you know what? Y'all are here fucking around. <laughs> I'm trying to really be on stage. Yeah. I'm out. I'm gonna go to a le-. so I leave. So cut two. I'd heard rumblings that there was this group and Joy was in this group and and that da But I hadn't seen them. I'd only heard the music. But then I see it and I recognize him immediately. I'm like, that's Joey Fatone. And they're dancing and all these girls are screaming and they have security guards. And this was like at the beginning of that phase of the boy band era. Whoa. And I was like, he's from Orlando. They're all from Orlando. Hey, Wayne. Huh? We have to go back for our 240 show. Yeah. I'll be right there. (laughs) Tearing up my heart. When I'm with you, tear splash. No, we are apart. I feel it too. Blah 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 blah. Oh Man. my god, dude! But I was, but on the other foot, I was really happy for them because I was a thousand like, percent. it's cool to see cats from where I'm from. But then that does give you that moment of, am I on the right course? Yeah. Am I gonna be here forever? What's what? What's up? And so, but if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Bro, who said that again? James Brown. James Brown, dude. I thought it was Wendy Williams, but no, it also sounds like James Brown. Oh, my God. You if know, you Wendy- stay ready, darling, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> I don't know. Did you, real quick, before we wrap this up, did you have, when you started your talk show, an enjoyable experience, I got to assume? No. Okay, moving no, no, on. No. Next question. Wayne? No, no, no. Oh. Yes. Yes, it was, because I, as a fan, that's the best part about it. I got to meet... Everybody that I wanted to meet, I sang with Motown Legends. I, I was one of The Rock's first big talk shows. Um, he c- came on the show, was so nice. We sang to, together. I oh, became, I'm going to send him a picture of us I right love, after this. I love him. What a great we, He is my spiritual, like, my daughter makes fun of me because every time I watch, watch a show or The Rock is in anything, I'm like, Miley, you know that our birthdays are exactly a month apart. We're both Gemini's. We I both know got the same body. Dad. I mean, yeah, we're both the same build. We come. I know, Dad. So many people. That was the enjoyable part. I didn't enjoy 
the talk show business gotcha. of the talk show. Gotcha. But I enjoyed what it was. And I mean, I was the only talk show host in history. First black talk a talk show host, much less talk show host to win primetime Emmy and yeah, daytime dude. Emmy in the same say. same year. We crushed that. We crushed that. Killed it. Yeah, five Emmys, dude. That's bonkers. Right? Two for whose line? Two one for no. Do you know Two the breakdown? Two for whose line? Three three for my talk show? Yeah. But see, but it's also I it's actually six. But I don't really talk about the sixth one because the sixth one was from the talk show as well as a producer. Gotcha. But 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 five is like that I can actually claim that I go, yeah, I I did that. I also love that you got that producer hat on because you do that for Let's Make a Deal, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you almost have to at some point when you're as involved as you are talent wise. You can't not have opinion when you know, you get that invested in the pro- in the project, you're like, I You have to have an opinion. Yeah. Because because at a certain point, what you do, especially in the world of variety, not necessarily as an actor, actor, but in the world of variety, that if you're hosting a show, if it's Wayne Brady, the character, or Wayne, Wayne Brady, if folks look at something and they go, that show was cool, but I really didn't like the such and such. If I have any say to stop someone from disliking the whatever they didn't dislike, yeah. Or or they go, you know, the zonks on Let's Make a Deal aren't funny because it's stupid or those are gross. Or But I have to, because I'm the face, I have to have a credit that I could turn around and go, yo, that's not funny because it's not my sense of humor. Because the average person at home isn't giving thought to the fact that there's a machine behind Let's Make a Deal. It's like, uh-uh. it's like hey, make a deal. <laughs> it's my face. So that's a part of like you have to step up and go, I'm going to own this. Wow. Fight for your voice, right? Fight for your voice. Yeah. Wendy Williams did say that. Uh, she, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Tony Robbins said that. Wendy Williams and Tony, Tony Robbins, I think, they they did a one-night seminar, seminar um, in Long Beach, I think. Yeah, and, he yeah. zoomed in. <laughs> but, you know. She was definitely zoomed out. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we'll be right back. We'll keep it right here. All right, we're going to close this out. By the way, make a deal. Still going. Dude, this is going into how we, many? We, we are going into season fifteen. This is our season. This is our big. That's fucking anniversary. Oh, oh, really? Okay, it's so gonna this, be a big anniversary. It's got to like fifteen years. That's dope. So, you, like, it's gonna be like. I remember I went to a live taping of The Price Is Right. It was like a they'd hit a certain milestone, so they did like primetime eight p.m. shows. Barker was still hosting. I was high on edibles. I went with the group for my frat. I rushed the stage during the showcase showdown. No way. There's between a ninety-year-old woman named Ethel and a six-five black dude named Darone. He won. I rushed the stage. I'm rubbing his head. He's like, "You just rushed up here." I was like, "Hell yeah!" He's like, "Fuck yeah!" He's like, "Go sit in my Escalade." I sat in his Escalade, pretending to drive. I did the robot behind Bob Barker. I'll send you a link to it. I found it on YouTube. A deep cut. Um, you were meant to be here, man. <laughs> The things that you you were meant to we be We had one here, shot so. to get called. We, we, you go with a group of 20 or more, you get one person guaranteed to get uh, called down to contestants row, and our buddy was called at the very end. And they'll never forget it, this like, you know, and I remember I told this one of my buddies. He was like, because it was the Jew frat, a pie, and my buddy goes, bunch of Jews at a pricing game? Joke rides itself. I was like, probably going to delete your number, Cameron. And so, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but so we get one chance, and our buddy Matt Siegel gets called down, and he gets $1. And I remember we were all screaming, 20-plus drunk stone frat dudes, you know, the soap is seven eighty five. Fuck, you know, we're all just going nuts. And the intensity in that studio, by the way, was like bonk. It was prime time. So people, we weren't the only, you know, uh, you know, not sober people. And I remember we're all screaming and she just turns around and she looks at all of us and she goes, one dollar, Bob. And we were like, you fucking bitch. I 
movie, dude. It was that the, is so amazing. funny. It was out of a movie, and then uh, so then my buddy was like, "Dude, you got to rush the stage to make this day worth it," because we just sat around for five hours, and he only got one chance. You know? Yeah, folks don't realize the tape. Like we we actually are a good machine in terms of we I was get very people by it. in and out. Yeah, some of those other tapings are so long. Yeah, man. Uh, the energy at the tapings. How can you not have fun every oh, yeah. time, right? Yeah, we try to make it. I a gotta show. come back to another one. You have to come, yeah, come please. back, and let's do another the podcast yes. from the, from the set. I would love to. Oh, that'd be dope. Uh, all right, gonna wrap this up with a ten question questionnaire inside the actor studio style. I'm gonna play Lipton. Uh, R.I.P. No doubt you would have been on the show one day. Here we go. Uh, getting to know Wayne Brady a little bit stronger uh, at the end of the uh, the show. Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. I'm with Wayne Brady. Wayne, what is your favorite word? My favorite word. Oh, these can be silly or real answers. No, oh, no pressure. Um, you know, I think pri- privately, my favorite word is "fuck" because of the versatility. Do you hit it with a hard F or more of a CK finish through? You see, when I think it's circumstantial. If you're "fuck" or "fuck," <laughs> sometimes you got to get back on. You got to get that "fuck," or like you got to do that old school brother like my dad back in there. He's like. Oh, didn't even finish. It's like, it's like, how do you spell that? F H H dot dot ellipses. Why do you have ellipses in the middle of the word? Yeah, that's a good word. That oh, your pop sounds dope. That yeah, there's a really there's an effortless swagger to the people that oh, can just like, not finish the word. Come on, man. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh shit! All right, what is your least favorite word? Ah, uh, my least favorite. Your favorite word is um is uh. Oh, it's not just a word. I have to say that I have a least favorite phrase. When someone says, people say I look just like you. Or, I've got a friend. His name is Duran. Oh, God. He looks just like, and I'm like, no, ma'am, don't finish it. But he does. I was like, don't argue. And it always happens. On, don't argue with me, ma'am. But he does. I don't. Let me just show you a picture. Uh, ma'am, I don't need to. Oh, no. Here, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And they whip, fact, whip out their Facebook. Hold on, let me see. And there. And it's always, what? it's always just because your black friend is a black. A is a black. B bald. C combination thereof. Does not mean uh-uh. that he's uh. so, or like I just had to be very nice to a dude on Instagram who, for some reason, this picture got, he goes, they say that I look just like Wayne Brady. He's like, well, in my defense, somebody did tell me that I looked just like Wayne Brady like six weeks ago. <laughs> and I didn't think you were going to bring this up on the podcast, but fucking wow, dude, true colors. Well, see, but like if it's you, it just yeah, shows that we're not a monolith. Of course. <laughs> It we're not a monolith. Wait, so you for real got that, and then just absolutely. Oh, wow. I'm like, you know, that's a, because I Thanks, try to man. stop people now. I just try to stop because because I'm trying to spare us both. I'm yeah. trying to spare us both. Yeah. No, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Come on, I mean, no. no, please don't. Oh, yeah. now I You'll have feel to be better. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. yeah, you did this to me. What turns you on, Wayne? What turns me on? Um, someone fearless intelligence. Hmm. Somebody who's not afraid to be. To be a nerd, to and to be passionate about something nerdy, mm. that like you're not just gonna well if no one in the room likes it. No, you know what I like? I like blah blah blah. Totally. And 
and that's sexy. Passion is sexy. Yeah. So so if you're fear fearlessly loving something and you can speak about it, just just don't be a fan of something stupid. Like I I I love vintage phones and I've spoken about this and blah blah blah. It's like that's sexy if you've got a passion for something 1, and, and and you can explain it. That's 1, hot. One thousand percent. And I think if you do speak to it, uh, whatever it is with conviction, like even if you're at a party or you go on Dr. Phil and you're like, look, I, Phil, I love boofing. Like I've always loved to boof. <laughs> you know what is boofing exactly? It's where you pour, I think, a substance into your asshole. But I'm not sure. Now when we come back, we're going to see if Caleb can make some different choices. We've got Wayne Brady's going to sing a song about roller skating or diary. It's some sort of fun. It'll be a and Wayne looks. He does look. We like actually most call of your- that the jet stream. <laughs> We call that the jet stream. Thanks, Dr. Phil. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, when you speak to it, people then want to ask a follow-up. If you, like, cower, then people have to go, oh, yeah, that sounds cool, man. And then nobody wants to exactly. engage, right? Speak with passion but it's tough to and get speak there. intelligently about it. 1,000. Yeah. All right, what is, uh, what is your favorite curse word? I know you said fuck. But... Yeah, it goes back to fuck. Okay, fuck, great. Fuck is a good one. It's the best. What sound or noise do you love? Oh, um, I think when I'm, uh, uh, my love of good old-fashioned... That's my favorite, and that's the dude, eight, you and I are eight-year-old me. A lot me. closer than we are really picking up on here. Yeah, dude. Come on. Always funny. If you get to a point in your life, you're in an elevator and a fat kid with too many coats and too many snacks and too many, you know, future, you know, medications coming, in, like, and you don't like, and especially if they're smiling at you, almost like they knew, like, was that how was that, sir? You know, come on, come on, dude. Uh, yeah. uh, come on, dude. Always. Funny, oh yeah, dude. little. Yeah, dude, a little upswing, like an Australian question mark. Oh, I love that. Yeah, dude. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, what sound or noise do I hate? Uh, I hate, I, I, I hate the sound of gum. Oh, that if smacking. someone's talk talking to you, I don't like. That just oh, that sets yeah. me off. No way. That's not a thing that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, has that happened? Can you you think of a moment right as we're talking? Where yeah, it's, yeah, even romantically, like oh, I've man. been, I've I've been on a date where red flag. That is a, that is a, and if it happens at the beginning of the night, oh, that just sucks because I'm also. You don't mind if I chew this the whole time, do you? It's like oh, oh. So Wayne, you're from Orlando. That's so oh my god. You know what? Sweet. Wait a minute. One What's of my up? dogs just escaped. You said from you're the allergic house. to dogs, though. I have to. Oh no. Oh, I didn't know you had dogs. Oh, That's no. a, well, I'll come with you. I'm no. Are you falling out of a <laughs> hammock? Yes. <laughs> you are good at improv. Um, okay, so since I think we're gonna have <laughs> the um, wow, just dude. to want to be off of a date enough that you stand and go, <laughs> oh no. Like I'm falling into a void. By the way, if Save you're the other, <laughs> you knew this day wasn't gonna go well the moment we sat down. <laughs> you have to like come back and like say a few more things. And uh, by the way, if that person stays there, are you okay? Like, yeah, dude. Then you just gotta like roll out of the chair, get up, and walk out. Right. You have to commit to it. You gotta commit. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? What I'd like to attempt. If I weren't doing this, I would like to be a teacher. For real? Yeah. Yeah, I would have taught. I mean, you got all the skills for it. You'd be the most fun teacher of all time. And I'm not saying this just because you said that. That used to be my answer forever. And um, maybe it's just a couple of the teacher stories that I've heard recently from friends that make me go, oh, they they hit you where? Oh, yeah. To where I was like, right, but but back in the day, man, I, and, I mean, the fun factor I think that you and I both could probably bring to a class. Also, the stories, one of my friends told me this kid came up and was like, so I heard there's oral and there's anal, but is there nasal? 
Seattle, oh Washington, God. there's a kid, a nine-year-old boy who wants to know if we're using every fucking spot on the body for And that's the guy who is going to invent some something one day. And as <laughs> I he's don't talking, know how we can go that far. <laughs> and, and as he's talking to the board. The glow-in-the-dark um, butt plug, maybe. And uh, when I was a child, there was a question. Oral. Anal. But I say nasal. Why limit ourselves, people? There are nerve endings throughout the body. I give you the... N- <laughs> <laughs> that's the part of the presentation <laughs> like like when they bring out a new iPhone and our special flips. musical guest Pitbull Dale Dale put it up your nose and Dale Dale oh man oh dude alright oh man that that's so funny dude uh, what profession would you not like to do? Oh, I guess it would go back to teacher. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it really is as much as I would love to impart knowledge and to do that. I also see how they're shat upon, which is why at Let's Make a Deal, we have teacher shows where we try to bring as many teachers on and we give them stuff and we try to show them, show them love because our system is not built to reward those who sacrifice. Yeah. So teachers, nurses, yep. y'all get the sucky end of the stick. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to be of service that way because I see that 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 they get thwarted in their attempts to try to help. Yep. So 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 much love to you and for for every time that you've sat there and every kid has 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 made a nasal <laughs> reference, God bless you. Yeah, thank you for your service. Uh if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, I exist. That's the he's like he's like <laughs> you were right. Hey, good job on hedging your bets. I know, right? <laughs> Because I had a bit of a doubt in my 30s, but then I was like, I don't know. Dad just died. Maybe I should try to go back to church a little bit. No, that was a good move. Poop, poop, and then God daps me up. Come on in here. Let's go. Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a pussy? You're like, like, that's not it, God. God, Even you fucked it up, dude. He's like, (laughs) let's go. And then we walk walk back together. Yeah, that'd be fun. And then he turns to me. He's like... But 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 you can't say the F word. I'm like, all right, God, you got me. Yeah. Well done. Wayne Brady. Man, I got to be honest. You reaching out to me was so fucking cool um, just to kind of reconnect like that. And you're a uh, as as kind as you are talented from the, you know, the, again, like the amount of opportunities that uh, I feel like I've gotten to be around people that not only uh, – you know, really contributed to me being in this world. I mean, the, and I know you've heard this all the time and probably get messages all the time, but like, bro, like you, whose line uh, was so impactful. You know what I'm saying? Like to where I put it in the, for me, Eddie Murphy, uh, Delirious with Stand Up, Farley SNL, and you on whose line, dude. And, And I'm not just saying that. And you, if brother. you knew anything about me and what I do, you'd go, oh, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't sound like a no, far-fetched. No, it absolutely makes sense. When I see you do stuff, it absolutely uh, makes sense. And and to marvel at it, and it was a thing where it was like, it. Uh, and I think anyone who's in this business has it, and especially in performing where you see people do certain things like, like how you were on that show, and you'd go, that looks so fucking impossible to do. I can't do that but I want to figure it out, you know, instead of like, I can't do that. And you wash your hands of it. And there's more people than, than the other that go, how the fuck is he doing that? Like, all right, well, I guess to start, I'll put myself in a position to start to figure out how, 
to even get there. And those are the people. Yeah. Those are the people that end up making it to a certain point because it is kind of like this weird little roadmap. So I'm glad. I'm glad. And, and you need those I'm... things to get inspired by and like to, to, but also to be scared by, right? I think if you can just find that balance of like, yep. fuck, I'm never going to, and then also then, you know, getting to a place where you go, all right, well, I'm not going to ever be Wayne Brady. So let me just take the fucking pressure pack off and go, I'm going to, I want to do what he's doing, but I'm not going to. But it's through your lens. Right. Because I knew I was never going to be Robin Williams. But or John Leguizamo or Whoopi or, you know, the people that I grew up on. Yeah. The, the reason I wanted to do theater and do one person shows was because of John Leguizamo was because no of way. Whoopi. So so I knew I wasn't going to be them, but I can do my own version. Yeah. So I'm glad glad that we can even do stuff. Oh, like yeah. This, You're a rock star. This is like, you know, to yeah, dude, to, to, to engage with it and then chat like this and, and hopefully, you know, we'll figure, jam on some more stuff. Hell but, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, at Mr. Brady, what is it again, Brady? Um, at Mr. Brady, baby. Mr. M.R. Brady, baby. Uh, and you got a uh, new season of Let's Make a Deal coming at you. We, we got the new season of Let's Make a Deal. Uh, man, the next time I come back, because I've got a couple shows that are coming, but I can't yeah, talk about them course, right now. Which is for, but, but let's just put it this way. The rest of my year into summer of next year Stay is all, already done. Stay tuned. Oh, it's going to be hot. I can't fucking wait. It's going to be hot. Wayne Brady, you're the man. Thank you, my Good friend. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.